February 4th, 2010, a little over a year ago, when the House of Representatives voted to increase the legal limit on the national debt by another $1.9 trillion, that lifted the limit from $12.3 trillion to $14.2 trillion. Not one Republican voted for the increase. It's amazing how this tracks. Like I just said, if you go back to 2006, not one Democrat voted to raise the debt limit in 2006. Republicans ran the show then. One year ago, not one Republican voted to raise the debt ceiling when they didn't run the show, of course. Just a year ago, one year, the debt ceiling has gone up by $2 trillion. Now, the majority whip at the time was Eric Cantor of Virginia. He stood up on the House floor that day and said that it was beyond comprehension and that it was a travesty to talk about raising the legal debt limit to $14.2 trillion. Last week, the Republican House leadership agreed to a deal with President Obama and Dingy Harry to spend $3.7555 trillion in this fiscal year, even though at the close of business on Friday, as the deal was being struck, the Treasury reported that it could borrow only an additional $80 billion before hitting the $12.294 trillion debt limit Congress set last year. So the debt ceiling increase of last year, we've, we're bumped up against it now. Against it, it's we need to do it again. In the in the first six months of this fiscal year, which would be October through March, according to the Treasury Department, the debt increased seven hundred eight billion. Even if you subtracted the thirty eight and a half billion of this deal from that number, the federal government would still be on a pace to increase the debt by about another $670 billion in the remaining six months of this fiscal year. Just to put that $38.5 billion into further perspective. Simply put, by the way, these numbers, these are Terrence Jeffrey and a piece he has at the Cybercast News Service. To put this in perspective... To consummate the spending deal, the Republican House leaders cut with Obama and Reid on Friday. Where is page two? Ah, little stupid printer. To concentrate the deal, or compensate, consummate the deal, Republicans would need to lift the debt ceiling by hundreds of billions of dollars just to let the government borrow the money the Republicans have already agreed to let the government spend between now and September 30th. Back in February of 2010, when the then-Democrat-controlled House of Representatives voted to lift the debt ceiling up to the $14.294 trillion, is when Cantor delivered a scathing speech against it. He said it would be recklessly naive to go about our business in Washington pretending there won't be severe consequences for the mountains of debt that we're piling up. Yet today... It is evident that this kind of uh, willful ignorance is sweeping across Washington. We are set to lift our nation's debt burden to $14 trillion. I would ask my colleagues in this chamber if they know how many zeros $14 trillion has. I would ask the American people if they know how many zeros are in $14 trillion. 
It's $14 trillion. It's beyond comprehension to be talking about numbers this big. More precisely, the limit is, and then he read it out, one four two nine four zero 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 zero. It's a travesty, he said. The writing is on the wall, said Cantor. Congress needs to wake up and realize the future of American prosperity is in dire straits, moral danger. And he was right then. But if you go back to 2006, when the Democrats, sorry, when the Republicans had control, when you go back to 2006, it was the Democrats saying almost identical, word for word, what Cantor is saying here. So what we've learned here is, is that the party out of power is always opposed to raising the debt limit. And they use the same arguments that the, that the previous time of another party was out of power used. Uh, it's it's, it's uh, mind-boggling here. It's all about who's running the show. And if you're not in charge, if you're not in control, if you're not the majority... You're going to oppose raising the debt ceiling, except we're kicking it. We're going to kick the can down the road. This is why Terrence Jeffrey has written the piece. If you're just joining us, the Republicans are sending a signal out that they're not going to fight the debt ceiling increase. The, the Ryan budget deal, that really should be our area of focus. That's what they're saying. From the political today, Republicans are growing increasingly concerned about the impact, a bruising fight over raising the nation's uh, A $14 trillion debt ceiling could have on U.S. financial markets. Speaker Boehner has had conversations with top Wall Street executives asking how close Congress could push to the debt limit deadline without sending interest rates soaring and causing stock prices to go lower. People familiar with the matter said Boehner spokesman Michael Steele said last night he was not aware of any such conversations. But the media is reporting that Wall Street execs are warning Boehner, you guy, you better, you better, you better not fight this fight. So that's where we are. You know, folks, we're getting the same kind of hysteria about the need to raise the debt ceiling we got about the government shutdown. We're getting the the hysteria is the same as we got for TARP. We better do this. If we don't do this, there could be a whole collapse. Well, if we don't do this, the financial system of the world could come crumbling and everything can... Remember that? It's still unspent TARP money. And then the same thing with uh, with uh, the stimulus bill. I mean, we had to do that right there. We couldn't, we had to bail out General Motors. All that stuff in the fall of 2008 had to be done right now. And we're getting the same kind of hysteria about the need to raise the debt ceiling. Washington knows how to do this. Why shouldn't they? They got what they wanted, every bit of it in 2008, playing us this way. So the Democrats and their copy boys in the media are saying that it would be an apocalypse if the debt ceiling is not raised. Michelle Bachman was on Fox and Friends this morning. She pointed out that it would probably take six to seven months before the debt ceiling would force the government to shut down, if ever. And that's the bottom line. A genuine shutdown of the United States government isn't going to happen. 
It simply will not happen. Revenue would still be coming in. People are still working and paying taxes. Revenue is still coming in. The worst that would come out of it is that we would have to prioritize our spending. In fact, it would, she pointed out, it would be almost like a de facto balanced budget amendment, which would be a good thing. But we're getting, we're getting the same kind of hysteria. Oh, we can't, well, no, no, just like we can't have a shutdown. Can't have a shutdown. Oh, no, no, we can't, can't, we got to raise the debt. It's the same damn way, folks. It's the same damn procedure. It's the same strategery. It's the same promise of calamity, apocalypse. And it's not true. There is not imminent disaster on the other side of failing to raise the debt limit. You see, what's guiding all this is that which I believe is our biggest single problem. And that's hard to really categorize. But if it's not the single biggest problem, it's very close. And that is the notion that not one meaningful thing in this country can happen unless the government is involved in it. That's destroying us. The notion that kids can't eat, that people can't learn, that products can't be manufactured, that services can't be performed, nothing, nothing can happen unless government is open and actively involved in it. And folks, that that whole premise is fallacious, and yet it is destroying us. What would happen if we don't raise the debt ceiling? Well, we couldn't borrow any more money. It's a good thing, right? If the United States government were a person or a family, would anybody loan them any money? Nope, just the sharks. Just the predatory lenders out there. Wouldn't that force the government to finally make some real cuts, set some priorities, if it couldn't borrow any money? You know, we keep hearing that government, like family, family sits around the kitchen table, although I don't think families do that much anymore. Family sit around the kitchen table, they pour over the monthly bills. Yeah, you can just see that. Mom, dad, the 2.8 kids, the family dogs, pouring over the family. You do that with your daughters, Dawn? You sit down and go over the bills with your daughters? I didn't think so. Yeah, okay, the college bills. But, I mean, the whole... No, you don't. At any rate, what would be so bad if the federal government couldn't borrow any money? Uh, see, this my whole point. We are falling for this. It would destroy the confidence. In the, there is, you know the fastest way to destroy confidence in the United States is to have Obama succeed at everything he wants to do. We're going to become a laughingstock. Where Obama wants to take this country is precisely to where it has no respect around the country and around the world. Because it isn't anything special. But we've been there, said that, done that. This whole notion here that any time the ruling class in Washington desperately wants something, the same tactic is employed. If they don't get it, it is the apocalypse. It is an utter, unthinkable 
disaster. And in none of these cases has that been true, as it turns out. As I say, there's still TARP money that hadn't been spent. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's still stimulus money that hasn't been spent. Hell, folks. Heck, for those of you offended by hell. Some of the $38.5 billion in the budget cuts is simply money that hasn't been spent yet from previous budgets. It's not new cuts. It's all kinds of money that hasn't been spent. Let's look at this realistically. You mean to tell me that this government cannot get along on a measly $14.3 trillion dollars? We got a budget of 3.7, 3.9 trillion. We can't get by on that? This is absurd. We've lost all perspective. We've, we've lost all connection to reality here. A real debt limit seems to me to be exactly what we need here. And you know what? I think the rest of the world would actually be happy that we are beginning to act like adults for once where our debt is concerned. Well, look at the IMF. Not particularly fond of the IMF, but let's look at them anyway. They and everybody else telling us that we need to get our house in order. Well, wouldn't it be a real cap on our borrowing That'd be a big, important first step to getting our house in order. I, folks, my, my, we've got to resist this. We have to resist that there's a disaster in the next 24 hours. There's a disaster in the next month. The disaster is in the Oval Office. The disaster is going to be making a speech here in about seven and a half minutes. The disaster is going to be making a campaign speech on winning the future with tax increases. Let me grab a quick phone call here. Hendersonville, North Carolina. Hi, Kurt. I'm glad you called. Welcome to the program. Hello, Rush. I appreciate you taking my call. And and my question is regarding the debt ceiling. But before I ask that, I just want to compliment and thank you for... um, you educating us and for keeping us informed it's very difficult for the average barn animal to to weed through the maze of misinformation and i appreciate it appreciate that that, sir very much Uh, farm animals do too well the question i have for you is just before i I actually clicked on your program on the news i saw that that there were some congressmen and senators that were saying in essence we are not going to up the debt limit until we vote or until we get a handle, until we and there is a bipartisan consensus that we must um, agree to spending um, that will be responsible and, and and so on and so forth. Well, if that happens, then why are we, why do we need to increase the the debt limit if the if those things have been accomplished? I mean, that's not a rhetorical question. I'm asking. You, I'm really serious. I don't understand if they've already pre-agreed. Said, all right, we're gonna. You know, we've come. We realize that we we can't spend more than we're taking in. Da 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 da. But we still need to increase the debt limit. Well, what am I missing? What you're missing is uh, <laughs> what you're missing is it. <laughs> I don't know what you think you heard. 
But nobody has agreed to stop spending. And nobody's agreed to spend anything less than what we're spending now. I don't know what you think you heard. If you did hear that, they're lying to you. Let's return to the audio sound bites this morning. Uh, this morning in Washington, Eric Cantor, the majority leader for the Republicans in the House. This speech is coming a full two months after the president's original uh, budget proposal and speech to the nation of the State of the Union. You know, this is vintage Obama. He's been standing on the sidelines expecting the rest of us uh, to make the tough decisions to lead this country. Yep, that's what he does. Sits around, lets other people do it, comes in at the end of the day and takes credit for it if he thinks there is credit to be taken. Now, there was a AP story, and we quoted from it widely yesterday, but there was this little nugget buried in there. Treasury Department reported Tuesday that the deficit already totals $829.4 billion through the first six months of the budget year. A figure that until 2009 would have been the biggest ever for an entire year. For March alone, the government ran a deficit of $188 billion. The George W. Bush annual deficit in 2007, I think, 2005, was 100. And 60-some-odd billion. Oh, I know. They were howling like a, a bunch of werewolves in a Lon Chaney movie. They were just howling, trying to create the notion of, a, of an economic collapse. Uh, um, employment, unemployment was around 5%, too. So in one month, Obama has given us a budget deficit larger than Bush's annual budget deficit. That is an astonishing fact. It's staggering the amount of debt that's been piled up just since Obama was uh, immaculated. Doubly so that the AP would print it there for one and all to see. That was kind of buried, as I say. It took highly trained broadcast specialist talents and eyes to spot it. And if there was a Republican in the White House, it would have been the top news story of the week. Uh, Paul Ryan was on with uh, George Stephanopoulos. Good morning, America, today. Stephanopoulos, question. Do you accept what Secretary Geithner says, that it'll be a financial catastrophe if the debt limit is not extended? Default is not our option or strategy, um, but we also want to make sure that as this debt limit increases, which is based on past spending, we get something in place to address with future spending, spending cuts, spending control. If that's not possible, you will still vote to make sure the country doesn't go into default? No, I think it is possible. I I don't accept that premise of that question, which is we need to have real spending cuts, real spending controls in combination with the debt limit increase. And I don't accept a notion that that's not possible. I think it is. Yeah, that's a great going, Paul Ryan. The, the question is, so you'll, you'll vote to make sure the country doesn't go into default, right? I'm not, what is it? Going into default. We're not going to go into default. Just like we weren't going to destroy the world's financial system last October of 2008. Why would we go into default? Why should we go into default? You see how easy it is for these themes to attach themselves to everybody and just be accepted? Chuck Schumer, yesterday in Washington, on the Senate floor. The Ryan budget has all the wrong priorities. The House Republican budget puts the entire burden of reducing the deficit on senior citizens, students, and middle-class families. At the same time, it protects corporate subsidies for oil companies, lets waste at the Pentagon go untouched, 
and would give even more tax breaks to the millionaires amongst us. In short, the Ryan budget puts the middle class last instead of first. As a result, it will never pass the Senate. And there you have Senator Chuck U. Schumer in New York knocking down the, uh, the, the Paul Ryan budget, uh, which will be the focal point because the debt ceiling, apparently, if you're just joining us, the Republicans have decided that they're not going to try to take the hill on the debt ceiling fight now. It's too iffy. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to really focus on the Ryan budget. That's that's where we are at the uh, at the latest. Mike in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, sir. Welcome to the program. Hi, hi Rush. Ditto's for all you do. Thank you, sir. If uh, if the debt ceiling increase is so important to Obama and to the nation, as he would put it, and if the Ryan plan is so important to the GOP, as I think it is, why cannot? Why does not the GOP make the deal? You want the debt ceiling increase? Fine. Here's here's Ryan. Here's Ryan's budget. It's a two for deal in a sense. You need this so bad. That's great. We're going to ensure that the cap that we put in place in this new ceiling is adhered to through right. okay, fine. Ryan's budget. Okay. Let me ask you a quick comment. Question. In all candor, what makes you think? What have you seen lately? that makes you think the Democrats want to compromise with uh, the Republicans. I don't think they do, but I think they have to. The debt ceiling they're portraying and the media is portraying as having their backs against the wall. The nation is at risk. We're yeah, but the Republicans are already out there today saying, you know, we're not we're not going to fight them on the debt ceiling. We're, we're not going to fight them. On it. We're going to we're going to focus on the Ryan budget now. There's too much at stake here. Uh, we can't afford a U.S. default. The, the Republican leaders are, are are using the same words that the Democrats are in talking about the uh, the danger here in in uh, you know not raising the debt cities. I think the Republicans have already caved on it. I, I don't think we've heard it from them officially. So let's give them a chance. All right. Well, we'll see. 